With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. We got an excellent, excellent hour for you. Daniel Jeremiah will join us. Um, Dan Jeremiah will join us in 25 minutes from the NFL network. We had his take well, yeah, our, our next guest. Um, you know, it's interesting. It's the old, you can hate the, pl- don't hate the player, hate the game. It feels like that's where we are with some draft picks where we get to the, well, you took him, but you took him too early. Right. Does that mean you, you didn't want to take him? Um, it was a very deep and solid offensive line draft. You had Panay Sewell went early in the first round. The Bengals passed on him. Rashawn Slater, who we had on a couple days ago, he went 13 to the Chargers. Uh, Vera Tucker, the guard from USC, he went in the first round. Of course, we had Christian Derrishaw. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. He went a little bit later. He had some injury concerns. Uh, Tevin Jenkins went in the second round. He's, of course, from Oklahoma State. But the one that jumps out at people are like, man, um, 
He's got great length with 34-inch arms. He's strong. He's got grit. Played at Alabama, and they kicked everybody's ass. He's Alex Leatherwood. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Alex, how are you? What's up? I'm doing well. Um, when did you know you were going to the Raiders? <clears throat> I knew I was going to the Raiders when uh, I got the phone call. And Coach Green was on the phone. Did you have any idea before that? Not really, to be honest. I had a bunch of interest from a bunch of teams. Um, it was about three teams calling me a lot the days leading up. But um, they were the ones who ultimately chose me. What were the other, who were the other two teams? Um, I was going to uh, the Bears. I was talking to the Bears a lot. Um, the Vikings. Yeah. So, and then the Bears went and took another tackle, obviously in the second round. So it's not they they probably had you slotted ahead, and then the Raiders moved up. When you hear, what's it feel like to be the guy who people say, "Well, they reached for a need that they took you too high." What does that feel like for you when you're celebrating the the, the greatest professional moment of your young career, getting drafted 17? Um, to be honest, um, I kind of don't care to keep it short. You know what I mean. Because uh, I mean, at the at the end of the day, those people don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, the GMs and the scouts—they're the ones who ultimately like watch the film and make that evaluation. And not only that, but like the people who are making these uh, opinions—you know what I mean? Like they don't really matter. Like like they don't make the pick. So I'm not really tripping. You know what I mean? And not only that, but um, I know my worth and my value as a player and what I have to offer. In my potential, in my potential, and what I could do. So, um, I mean, of course, it puts like a little chip on my shoulder because it's like, I mean, damn, you know what I mean? Um, uh, a unanimous All-American, uh, I won the uh, Outland Trophy, you know what I mean? But clearly, that's not good enough. But I mean, I'm not tripping because I know what I can do, and um, I know what I'm going to do in my career. So, uh, I'm just super excited. I don't, I don't blame you. It's like the best of both worlds. You got drafted in the first round, so you're getting plenty more money. You get an opportunity for a Raiders reworked offensive line to be a part of it. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you get the added motivation of people kind of hating on where you were drafted. It's like the best. I, you don't, they don't have to worry about you being content with where you are because people have been critical of the draft pick. It's perfect. Right. Alex Leatherwood joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um when did Gruden call you? Did Mayock call you? Who was the one whose voice you first heard? Uh, to be honest, it was kind of all a blur, but uh, I think it was. I, I think it was uh, Gruden. I think it was Gruden. Well, that's really why I asked, is because we hear the recordings of those things, right? Uh-huh. And 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 I'm just wondering, like, it it probably in the moment you see the phone ring, you have family around you, everybody's going crazy. Like, do you even recall any part of the conversation? Right. Um, yeah, a little bit. He was just uh, asking me if I was excited to be in a uh, Oakland Raider and um, a couple other things. And uh, essentially, he just told me that um, they were going to drop me with that pick. So I, I, I really didn't care who it was. You know what I mean? I was just elated, super excited on cloud nine. You know what I mean? Because I knew my life was about to change. So I'll, um, that's a moment that uh, I'll forever cherish. You know what I mean? I, ha- yeah. I was surrounded by my friends and family. It was just a great moment. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, by the way, make sure you don't get on a flight to Oakland. You get on a flight to Vegas. I make the same mistake all the oh, time, Vegas, too. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? Vegas. Yeah, you're right. 
No, no, listen, it happens to all of us. Like, look, I, I'm in L.A. I grew up in L.A. The Raiders were in L.A. I still have a tough time. Remember, they went to Oakland, let alone in Las Vegas. Have you been to Vegas before? Yes. Uh, no, not before. I went to visit, but I, I had not been to Vegas before. Okay, so you get off the plane and you're in Vegas. What would you, what'd you think in, during your short time? <clears throat> to be honest, I was asleep the whole flight, right? And um, so the flight attendant, she, she gets on, like, the uh, intercom and she's like, we're about to land, so I like sit up in my seat. You know, I'm I'm about to prepare to land, and I, and I look out the window and I'm like, "Dang, there's it's a whole bunch of like rocks and stuff out here." You know what I mean? And then I'm like, "Oh shoot!" Like we're really in the desert. You know what I mean? Yes. And we fly I like a little bit more, and then boom, this big city. I'm like, "Wow, this is crazy." You know what I mean? We land. I'm driving to the uh, facility, and it's awesome. I mean, it's a a beautiful city. It's a growing city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the people I did meet were like super nice. Of course, I saw a bunch of uh, Raiders fans, and I loved them already. But um, the whole city was just a vibe, and I loved it. Um, yeah, no, it's gonna be cool. Like you're, you're, you're basically they've had games in the stadium, but no fans in there. I mean, you're basically gonna be playing the first home games in a brand new stadium. Be pretty awesome, right? Be pretty, be 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 amazing. Really, really amazing. Um, Okay, but how are you going to bring some of the South with you, right? Like you're a you're a Florida Panhandle guy. You go to Alabama. H- how do you like? How do you bring the South with you? Somebody going to somebody going to come live with you, cook for you, or are you going to go do the so- complete solo thing? Uh, I think I'm going to be a- alone. You know, um, especially like the first part. So it's just going to be me. It's just going to be me or whatever. But. Um, just me coming from the South, you know what I mean? I feel like me and myself, I'll be bringing a little bit of the South with me. So I feel like uh, it'll be cool. It's going to be great. What's Saban, what's Saban been like to you? Saban, um, Saban was a great, a great football coach and life coach. You know what I mean? Uh, I know he gets a lot of, um, like he has a lot of uh, accolades and all that stuff for being like a great coach. But um, he also taught me a lot about being, you know, just a young man being a professional and a lot of things like that. Like what one, one thing that rings in your head that Saban told you that, that, that you, you either try to implement or you're going to try to implement now that you're a professional grown man on your own. I mean, um, just being where your feet are, no matter like what you're doing at in any moment or where you are in life, you know what I mean? Just uh, controlling what you can control and making sure you, you're on your P's and Q's at all times. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Alex, congrats on the, on the draft spot, and we appreciate you joining us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. All right. That's, uh, that's absolutely my pleasure, Alex Leatherwood. You know, it's, it is the – I did a podcast, which will drop this week. Gavin, is, is it dropping tomorrow? Is that what we're doing, the Brian Butch one? Is that tomorrow? Do you know? Okay, so Brian Butch was a – high school All-American, and he was at Wisconsin. He redshirted his freshman year. And so at some point in time, I don't remember, I was on ESPN at the time, and I said, like, you know, like, they have one of the most overrated freshmen in the country or something. And my the logic behind it was, like, hey, McDonald's All-Americans, even 10 years ago, whatever, 15 years ago, they they go to school for a year or maybe two years, and then they go pro, right? And here was a guy who was redshirting. I didn't know that his mom had had a battle with breast cancer, or that he was putting on weight. They had him put on, he actually put on 70 pounds, and then he dialed it back and lost like a, another 20 back. But anyway, in the time, 
at the time, like I was just making a matter of fact comment about a player and the evaluation and the McDonald's all American process, not about the person. And Brian and I now become friends and colleagues and he covers college basketball for BTN. I had this podcast and we'll, you'll hear us hashing it out on, on all ball. It'll drop tomorrow. But it's, it reminds me of Alex Leatherwood. Like here we are. And you have so many people going like a Raiders. They totally blew it. They reach for a need. He's like, bro, I won the Outland award. We run every game in Alabama. We mauled people. Our offense line was great. No one thinks I'm a bad player. It's just in my one moment, like you're the only time we ever recognize offensive tackles is when they give up a sack. Right? In my one positive moment, this is how you do it. So it was great to hear his perspective. And he's like, I don't, I can't control that, but it does give him a chip on his shoulder to keep just mauling people, mauling people. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Broadcasting live from the studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Doug Gottlieb. Do you guys know this expression, when's the best time to look for your next, for your next job? Oh, yeah. When's that? When you're already working. Yes, when you have a job, it's the best time to work for your next, for your next job. Right? That's, what they, that's what they teach you. Because the last thing you want is you're interviewing with somebody like, who do you work for? Well, I'm unemployed. Well, why are you unemployed, right? Because now there's like a whole back, well, you know, like COVID, you can go to the old COVID and they cut things down and whatever. It's like, if you have a job and you, you're like, look, I have a job. I like my job. I would prefer your job. It gives you the, I'm not running from, I'm running to. This is Jimmy Garoppolo talking about his future. He's going to come in here. Uh, I know it's going to be some competition between us, like it was with me and Tom when I got drafted to New England. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all you could ask for is the opportunity. And so once they, uh, they said you'll have the opportunity to start this year and, you know, fight it out, I was all for it. Uh, I'm ready for the competition, and that's what we're here for. You never know where your path's going to take you in the NFL. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to be in New England for my entire career. <laughs> uh, that didn't that thing goes as planned. So it's kind of one of those businesses. You just got to be ready for anything. Got to be on your toes. Uh, got to be able to react. And, you know, what, however the story plays out, you just got to be able to, uh, to run with it. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Um, I mean, obviously you can't handle it any better than how he's handling it. And having been on the other side of it, granted it was with Tom Brady and he wasn't a first round pick. He wasn't somebody who was the number three overall pick and things were very different. But it's the only way to handle it is present yourself in a way in which you're welcoming competition. You want to keep playing. You want to try and win a Super Bowl. And meanwhile, you position yourself for your next job by showing you can handle your current job. You know, I mean, one of the reasons that I think people were scared off of. Of. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was it wasn't the signing of Colin Kaepernick because what happens if you don't play him? What happens if you cut him? Right? What happens if things go bad? And Garoppolo is trying to show all of us things have gone bad for whatever reason in San Francisco, but he's not going to be the guy who, or at least not try to outwardly be the guy who brings down the ship. Pretty solid stuff. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. A lot of things that we want to get to here. Uh, Dana Jeremiah will join us momentarily. The Alex Leatherwood thing is interesting, though, right? I mean, here's a guy who everybody considers a very, very good offensive lineman. Uh, he won the Jacobs Blocking Trophy, the Outland Trophy. He's a unanimous All-American, and yet he was he was seen as the Raiders reaching for a need. Let's talk some Raiders draft room football with Daniel Jeremiah, who joins us. We had Alex Leatherwood on. He wasn't really bothered by it, but he did say, hey, it does give me a little bit of a chip in my shoulder, but... You know, like I'm a I'm playing for the Raiders now. First round pick. It's pretty awesome. Um, why was why was it seen as reaching for a position they clearly needed? Well, I mean, I don't think you're talking about reaching for the position. I think you're talking about reaching for the player. Um, so, and again, it's all everybody has their own list, and you you work off your own grades, and that's what the Raiders did. They felt strongly about him um, and felt a little more comfortable with him as a player than than I did. So. You know, when I watched him, Doug, he played a lot of football there at Alabama. We saw him uh, a couple different spots on the line. 
I just thought he had some some things where he gave up of you know a lot of pressures. He has he has issues kind of opening his outside gate, which means your outside foot. Um, you get powered through your edges there. Um, I think he had 17 penalties or something like that last year, which was way up there. Um, so to me, it was just he's an inconsistent guy, even though he's played a lot of football. Now he's got ideal size. Um, he's uh, he's got quick feet. He's not a great bender, but he's got quick feet. So there's, again, it's all beauty in the eye of the beholder. I thought he was a second-round player. They felt like he was a first-round player. Then they turned around the second round and took a guy that I had a first-round grade on. So that's just the way it works. Um, what do you think of what they're building? I think they're rebuilding the offensive line, um, trying to get younger there and a little bit more athletic. Uh, I like some of the things they've done on the defensive side of the ball uh, in free agency, getting out and getting Ngakwe to go along with Crosby. Gives them two good rushers. Um, I still, you know, I don't know how good this corner group is going to be. They've got some young uh, high draft picks there in the secondary, but they need those guys to come together. I, I did love Merrick, who they who they got, the safety at TCU. I think is a really good player. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's going to be defensively is going to be dependent on how those young corners come together. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What happened with the Niners? What really happened? I don't know. You know, it's 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 interesting. When that trade first happened, when they went all the way up to three, I was on the air when it happened, and my first thought was, oh, this is for Trey Lance. It was on the heels of the North Dakota State Pro Day. It makes sense for where he could take this offense, something they haven't had. Um, that was my initial thought. And then you, you start getting text messages from people that are tied in with Shanahan saying, nope. It's Mac Jones. That's his guy. So I think at that point in time, I, I do believe that that was actually the the guy he had in his mind when he made that trade. And then they did their homework on the rest of the group. And I think Trey Lance is, is pretty darn impressive when they went through that process and he came out of it at the end. Now, I don't know when that was, when they, when they ultimately got to that point, whether it was a week before, a month before, or what have you. But um, I, yeah, I do. I do believe that from that early on moment that it was with Mac Jones in mind. Um, but over the course of evaluating the whole deal, they came out with Trey Lance, which is what I had said all along. I thought was the right move. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, then you look at Cincinnati. They take an elite wide receiver who has a relationship with a quarterback, but they've been forever trying to rebuild that offensive line. Did they make the right move? I think they made the right move in terms of taking Jamar Chase and then swinging back around uh, for an offensive lineman in the second round. Now, the difference I would say is they they ended up going with Jackson Carmen uh, there as their pick in the second round. And that, to me, you know, there were other guys available that I would have had higher grades on at that point in time. So they took Jackson Carmen. I would have had a higher grade on Dylan Radins uh, from North Dakota State, had a higher grade on the kid from Texas, Cosme. Um, so there, there were other players out there that I liked better, but I did like the fact that they, uh, you know, they, they realized there was depth in the offensive line and there was only one Jamar chase in this draft. So I, I did like that decision. Okay. Um, and then you look at where Penny Sewell went and you look at what Detroit's building. Do you like that group's first draft? <clears throat> I thought it was fascinating. I mean, I was laughing through the process because you're like, Oh, you know, what's Detroit going to do? And I'm like, you're, you're not putting Dan Campbell, Chris Spielman, um, John Dorsey's in that personnel department, all in the same room, you know, along with Brad Holmes as the general manager and coming out with a wide receiver. There's no chance uh, that was going to be a big man's draft. You don't, 
you don't come out and talk about gnawing kneecaps and then go take a you know wide receiver. That's not what you're going to do. So I was not surprised to see the uh, uh, the focus on the trenches there in Detroit. And I, I think they got some good players. Panay Sewell is a really good player. Uh, Anzarike, the D tackle from Washington, and Aline McNeil, the D tackle from NC State. They got they got stronger and more physical. So I always say, Doug, and I'm sure it's like this in any sport. You know, there's there's not it's not so much a right plan and a wrong plan. It's you got to have a plan, and right. I can I can see their plan. Yeah, no question. And and look, it may not work, but at least they have a a a, a cohesive cognitive a thought. They have a direction. They have a plan. This is how we're going to play. Whereas and 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 honestly, sometimes teams are like that in how they play, right? Where yeah, you, some teams just call plays, like or instead of having an offense and have a flow and a and a feel for when so here, and why they do everything they do. Here's a great point. I was talking to a coach maybe five or six years ago. And he brought up a great point. He said, and I agree with this across all sports. If you don't have any tendencies, you're not any good. Like you should major in things and do things really well. And it shouldn't matter what the other team's doing. You should still be able to do those things. But it's some people try to do everything and they don't excel in anything. So you do something really well. Hey, we're going to run the football really well. We're going to be physical along the line of scrimmage. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, that's, that's kind of the way I look at what Detroit's trying to accomplish. How long uh, does Mac Jones become the starting quarterback of the Patriots this year? I'll, I'll say yes, he will. But uh, I, I think it's 50-50 in terms of whether or not that's Cam's performance or Cam, you know, breaking down. Um, but, I, you know, I don't think it's – I think it's probably in the back half. I think Cam's going to make it through at least eight games. I, I think Cam's going to be highly motivated too, which is going to be interesting to see. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I like for people who don't know Dana Jeremiah. In addition, to the NFL Network moved the sticks. Also, the color analyst for the Chargers Radio Network. What did you think of the job that Tom Telesco did? I thought they came into this draft with really two glaring needs. Right, you need a left tackle, and they desperately needed a corner. And I thought they went out with their first two picks. They got good players. They got good value with Slater. Slater was my as we had talked about a bunch. Was my top offensive lineman in the draft. So. For Rashawn Slater to fall to them at 13, I thought was a home run. Plug and play, left tackle, and then Asante Samuel Jr., who's uh, you know who's a ball hawk. And now you're going to put him out in that secondary and get Derwin James back healthy and, and a really good pass rush. And that's the type of skill sets you want to have back there with that type of front. So I thought he was a great match as well. I love those first two picks. What are people in the NFL saying about the Aaron Rodgers fiasco? Um, you know, the... The interesting thing was I, I, I was just kind of learning about it like most people when that report came out. And then you call around the teams and you're like, nah, this has been going on. Like this has been kind of known, you know, that this was – that he didn't want to be there and that um, there's, you know, there's a chance that something could happen there. This has been, this has been whispered about and talked about for a little while. So I guess I was late to the party on that, on that thing. Um, the other thing is, you know, talk to a general manager – I was talking to one of my buddies in the league about this whole situation, and he just said, look, my conversation with Aaron would be pretty simple. Like, I want to try and make you the highest-paid player in the league and do my best to, to make you happy, but you need to understand that there is zero chance I'm trading you. That's not happening. So if you want to retire, you're going to have to retire because there's nothing that you could say or do that's going to force my hand in this in this regard. I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, no, no. I, I talked to a GM buddy just yesterday morning, and he was just like, yeah, I had a quarterback once that came in and said he wanted to be traded. And I, see, I said, we're not trading you. It lasted all of a day, and then it went away. 
my my read on on the timing of it was yes, it was out there, and that was kind of almost like a hail mary. Like let's drop it the day of, right? It, drop you know drop that news the the day of the um of the draft to see if we can motivate them to get it done. And now that it wasn't done, now you're almost kind of venting and saying, all right, well, it wasn't done, but we still, we still want out of here. And yeah, like, let's figure out if we can make it the damage so severe that they have to get rid of us. The challenge to me was that having that come out at that time, that there wasn't enough runway to have a deal of that magnitude come together. You know, that's assuming that they would do a deal. Um, it just to me, if you really wanted to play that card, if this did come from his side of things, you would have been better served to to really push that narrative maybe two weeks ahead of time. If that was you know what indeed happened, it's a fair point. So you think he plays for the Packers? Um, I, I do. I, I don't think he wants to stop playing football, and I just I I can't imagine the Green Bay Packers make that trade. I just I couldn't do it. You know, maybe they get to the point where they're like, hey, we'll just get what we can get. Um, but I just, I would never want to sign my name on that one. I'd never want to be the guy that traded Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think I can do it. Is Justin Fields the right guy in Chicago? I think so. I, I love the move, man. You know, at, at that point in time, where they where they are as an organization, just you know, and I've said it on the air, like one of the more, it might be the most boring offense in the NFL, and that that changes now with Justin coming in there, and he's a really talented player. Um, I, I think it. I think it's got a chance to really work here. Um, so we'll see. Matt Nagy was there when when uh, Mahomes showed up, and and uh, they had a pretty good plan in place for him to get him ready to roll. And we'll see if he can do the same thing here with another uber talented player. So I know the Chicago fans have to be excited though, because that was painful to watch that offense the last couple of years. No, it was it, it was awful. Um, team who had the most uneven draft. Like you talked about, you, at least you know what 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 Detroit is thinking, what they're feeling. Who's the team who you're, you're kind of confused by? Well, the Cowboys was interesting to me. Um, I thought they might go edge rusher early uh, or corner early. Ended up going Kelvin Joseph in the second round, who has, you know, had some off-the-field stuff that teams weren't, you know, all the teams weren't comfortable with. I didn't think he would go that high based off of that. Um, so that you know, Cowboys was a little interesting to me and going two linebackers. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that position group. When you look at, you know, Leighton Van Der Esch going forward, I think they, they are not picking up his fifth year option. I believe I saw that the other day. Um, and then you've got Jalen Smith with his situation, having already paid him. It just, there's a lot going on at the linebacker position, which is usually a, a little unusual, um, to have that much action going on at that spot. Why do you think that is? I don't know. They just seem fixated on it, you know, that linebackers. I just, when I look at that defense, and, you know, obviously you look at those Seattle defenses, Dan Quinn going back in the day, there's good linebackers there, but it was a front, it's a front driven defense. It's the same one, you know, the Pete Carroll defense we see all over the league that Gus Bradley's running as well. That defense works when you got a great front. And I thought, you know, they might, uh, might go more in that direction as opposed to the second level of their defense. Did you like, uh, Charlotte Wynn got J.C. Horn, right? I mean, and they mm-hmm. and they got uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., talented wide receiver. Uh, they did get Chuba Hubbard in the fourth. I didn't. I don't love Chuba Hubbard, but I love him in the fourth, and especially as a change of pace to what they already have. Um, where are you on what Carolina did? So I did this exercise where I kind of assigned points 
to my top 50 players. And so you just flip it, right? So your number one overall player is worth 150 points. Your number 150 players worth one point. So when you flip it around like that and just look at how I had players stacked, um, the Carolina Panthers, they came out number one in terms of total points. So 11 picks and you add them all up, they were at the top of my list. So I, I love their draft based off the grades I had given these players and how I had them stacked. I thought they got value up and down. They did a good job of, of collecting some extra picks. And I think coaching in the Senior Bowl is, is once again, proved to be just an enormous, enormous advantage for these guys to get to know these guys, not only as players, but as kids. Mm, awesome stuff. DJ, uh, uh, did you like it better this year or last year? Oh, my gosh, Doug. A thousand times over this year. It's a lot easier to generate energy when you've got you know fans screaming and a band and and uh, you're outside and you're looking at the people you're on set with as opposed to being in your board shorts with a sport coat sitting in your office making sure the Roomba doesn't go off. Yeah, except you could you could the third round last year you jumped in your pool right in between picks. True. Kid True. could not do that this year. No, it was a cold shower. It was just a nice, cool, refreshing cold shower. That was it. All right. Well, listen, great job once again. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to hear the next Move the Sticks. And appreciate you being our guest. Thanks, Doug. You're the best. He's the one and only Daniel Jeremiah. Of course, you saw him on the NFL Network's coverage of the NFL Draft. Follow him on Twitter at Move the Sticks. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time of the Doug Gottlieb Show, we play for you a portion of a previous show on FSR. We call it... And now... This is Colin Coward on why he thinks it's finally the Bucks' year. Once LeBron got hurt, there's no favorite. I think it's Milwaukee's year. We do this all the time. We forget that Michael Jordan won a title in year seven. LeBron won a title finally in year nine. It's year eight for Giannis. They did three things I really like. Number one, they went and got Drew Holiday, total pro, plays defense, and P.J. Tucker. Total pro, playoff games, plays defense. So they're a much tougher team. They're a smarter team. The second thing, they match up with the most talented team in the league, Brooklyn. They've got guys like Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker that are annoying to a James Harden, and Brooklyn can't stop bigs. And the other thing is Giannis is actually having a better year than last year, but we've dismissed him. And I look at him right now, and I'm like, there's no pressure. It's all on Brooklyn. It's on Philadelphia to figure this thing out. It's on Brad Stevens now is getting hit. There's pressure on the Lakers. There's no pressure on Milwaukee. Um, Look, all of these things are reasonable, and I think it very well could be the Bucs year. But we just don't know what the Nets look like, considering they're still not healthy. And, And they may never get healthy, and that may only add to his point, which is part of it being your year is, um, is you gotta you gotta be healthy down the stretch, and right now the Nets clearly are not without James Harden. That said, when they do get Harden back, and they've lost their last three consecutive games since taking over uh, first place, you know, since taking over first place, is um, that when they have everybody, they just have more dudes. But I, I like what Milwaukee has done. They have admitted, hey, we need an undersized stretch four or five, and they got in P.J. Tucker. He can just annoy the hell out of Kevin Durant. And Drew Holiday's a massive upgrade. My fear is, though, Giannis hit a bunch of threes going back to last night in their second of a back-to-back wins over the Nets, and I just don't think that's who he is once we get to the playoffs. I know, I know. I know, I know. He's shooting the ball well. Like I, I get it. 
Okay, but four of 12, like I don't want him taking 12 threes once we get around to the playoffs. And Budenholzer, though nobody, you know, though Steve Nash, we have no idea if he can win in the playoffs. Budenholzer hasn't shown the ability to win in the playoffs. But on back-to-back nights, or back-to-back games, one day in between, Giannis has 49 in a win and 36 in a win. Um, it, it's pretty obvious that he's taking those games as seriously as any games on the schedule. I don't know, however, if that translates to the playoffs. I, I, what does the fuck say? It stands the reason that he could be right. Could very well be right. But I just, it's, I'm having a hard time with it because I don't know what the Nets are going to look like in the playoffs. I'm having a real hard time with it. Um, okay, lots of other things kind of going on. Other things going on. I was watching, I saw this. You guys, did you guys see the Angel Hernandez uh, story? Angel Hernandez is one of those umpires that everyone knows. No one knows umpires' names in baseball, but you know, usually Country Joe West and Angel Hernandez. Is that is that about right, Ramos? That is that is correct, yes. Okay, okay so he said that he was forced to guess if a fly ball was caught Tuesday because the outfield scoreboard on the wall of Kauffman Stadium, and he guessed wrong. So the Indians are playing the Royals, and Sal Perez hits a fly ball to right center between Harold Ramirez and Josh Naylor. Ramirez went to catch the ball, and it bounced off the tip of his glove and landed on the warning track. Whit uh, Merrifield is the, was on third base. He scored in the play. And the Royals had a 2-0 lead. Andrew Benetiendi was on second base, ended up caught between second and third because he was confused at the outcome of the fly ball. Was it dropped? Like, did he, did he drop it? Uh, Hernandez thought the ball had been caught at the warning track and signaled that Perez's fly ball was an out. The call led Benetiendi to be unsure of what happened after Hernandez's wrong call, Benetiendi, Ben attendee, God, I can't do that. Ben attendee getting tagged out. The umpire crew got together and awarded Ben attendee uh, third base. It was, it was, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. So here's what Hernandez told the athletic after the game. Our goal was to get the play right. And that's exactly what we did. We did talk about this replays extension of what we do there. As you saw, I basically got blinded by the outfield scoreboard. The pixels of the lights were as clear as, as white can be, I was trying to to make it out to see what happened there. The harder I looked, the less I could see. So I was trying to read the players to see what they did with the ball, and I had to come out with a call. Basically, I guessed wrong on the call. So as soon as I uh, as soon as I turned around, I started walking towards me. We got together as a crew. We fixed the problem. Okay, Gavin, did you see this play in question? I did not. I'm trying to watch a, a muted version of it now. But what Ramos, a weird have you series. seen it? Ramos, have you seen it? I did not. No, but it's, um, it's it's weird. It's like one of those because you don't like Angel Hernandez, or you're just because he's been involved in controversial calls in the past. You're like, oh, what are you talking about? You got blinded. It's like, but literally blinded by the light of the scoreboard, and you can't really see. I buy that excuse. I buy it too, actually, and I'm not a fan of. I'm of. I've, he's made. More bad calls than I think I've ever seen witnessed in a <laughs> by Major League Baseball umpire, but that does sound fair, and the play does sound like a tough play to call. And he did call the other umps together, and they did make the correct call. So I don't know what the problem would be. Well, if if the ball if if it was called correctly, they may have scored. Ben Tandy may have scored originally. 
He would have went from second all the way home. Okay. Right, well, you're looking for the ball. Maybe and maybe not. It's just very confusing play. Very confusing play. And it's one of those things where the scoreboards get bigger and bigger and bigger, but there is a downside to it. And one is it's hard to look out there and see things. It also, if you've ever been in one of these stadiums with these massive scoreboards, you do have a tendency to stop watching the actual game and just watch the scoreboard. Have any of you guys ever been to Cowboy Stadium? <laughs> no. When you're there, you're like, I, I, I haven't been in the new Rams Chargers Stadium, but now it's hosting concert. You, you've been there? Yes. No, I've been there, and you're exactly right. I mean, the, the two things that I took note of was, first of all, how gorgeous it was, the artwork and everything, uh, the, the detail to the cutouts, even at the light fixtures. You know, they were shaped like the strings of the, the uh, football. Um, but, but yes, well, the other thing I noted was uh, midway through the first quarter, I'm looking up at the at the jumbotron because it's you know it's so clear it's so convenient it's huge you obviously it's a better view so and and I was in great seats but um, but yeah you end up feeling like gosh my neck sore it's like oh because I'm not watching the game on the field I'm watching the the scoreboard the jumbotron now, now that that jumbotron it's the circular one like they have in Atlanta only it's double sided right is that right well it's double sided and then on in the end zones I was I was actually sitting in a player's suite in the end zone and on the in the end zones you also have on the side of the jumbotron there's like a smaller square version as opposed to the ginormous ones that go from the 20 to 20 you know if you're sitting uh, on on one of the sides of the field if you're in the end zone you've kind of same thing. You crane your neck up because there's a TV right there, too, uh, on the side of the Jumbotron. I got to see this. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. No, I, I'm understanding. I mean, they've, they've made all kinds of adjustments to basketball arenas as well with these big scoreboards. And they had the little ones down below for the courtside because the people courtside were like, that's actually designed for people in the third deck, not for people right here courtside. Right. Now we get a, we get a monitor as well. And isn't the SoFi Stadium obviously not any new players? I mean, uh, fans in there just yet. But isn't SoFi Stadium, Deb and Doug? It's also as big as, maybe not as big, but it's also really big, right? Like as I would think so. I mean, I feel like with these NFL owners and actually anybody who builds a new arena or stadium, I feel like they have to one up the guy before, don't you think? Yes. I mean, I haven't been there to see, but but yeah, the Cowboys. I think it's from the twenty to the twenty, essentially. It's it's, it's crazy. And there was a punt that hit the thing. So it was yes. Who was the punter who was trying to hit the one in Dallas and then finally did? In this, was that Ro- in, in, was it Baronis? Was it Rob Baronis of the Titans? Yeah, I just remember he was trying, like literally trying to hit it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I it's, can see uh, how they'd make a game of it. Well, it is interesting that here, you know, you finally have a stadium in Los Angeles and it has a dome. Now, the dome is a good thing because then you can get potentially a Final Four and all kinds of other stuff in there. But like the wholesale in LA is the weather is always great, and yet you're not going to celebrate that weather in the stadium. That's true. Yeah, and it's funny because in Dallas there are times that I wish that they would shut the thing because it still has the wacky, you know, the 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 shadow of the sun or the glare of the sun on the field. Yeah, no, you you actually drive right into the sun, right? It's an east-west it's an east-west stadium that they thought they could get away with, I guess, because it's, you know, because it's a dome, but then there are times in the third quarter, especially those afternoon games where the sun is shining right into the stadium, right into the quarterback's eyes. Sometimes the fourth quarter and you got to be careful if you're the if you're the uh uh, if if you're the Cowboys, mm-hmm. what 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 way you pick of wh- which way you're going? Mm-hmm. I've heard Allegiant is amazing too. That's a less expensive Las Vegas stadium. That's the new Raiders stadium. So that they, what's interesting about stadiums is stadiums and basketball arenas, 
and the Indianapolis is the only place maybe that they've tried to accomplish this. Baseball has done a great job of trying to make places feel like throwbacks, whereas football and basketball, they just try and make, they all kind of look and feel the same. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they all, a lot of the setup is very, very similar. All right, coming up next, uh, Aaron Nagel is going to join us next hour. He of Cheesehead TV fame. Speaking of cheeseheads, we have more on the Aaron Rodgers situation. And apparently Aaron Rodgers has been unhappy for a long time, but he actually used the word, the name Jerry Krause to describe his current general manager. How's that going over? We'll discuss next in the Doug Gottlieb show. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.